um, but yeah, this is the first like it, it, I'm I'm starting and, and Carl and I are starting to have people here who at least I haven't met in person. Like I know mm. Carl because he did campaign work, have been out mm. like and doing stuff like masked mm. up or small groups or whatever where yeah. I were outside where I hadn't really been doing that much. Yeah. And so there are still people that are coming in that I haven't met in person yet, but I've but I've met like tons of times. Like I, I met, met Carney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you met Carney in what in, in what capacity? When I was canvassing for uh, Jess Gerain and Larry Lambert, so that was fun. Well, not canvassing. It was at the polling thing oh, okay. where people vote. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the polling place. The polling place. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he came by to uh, that was do... It, was, his, it, was it his polling place, or was it like he was just no, doing, like, was, glad-handing? He was there to try to pump up who Larry beat. In the primary. Oh, Ray Siegfried. Yes, that guy. Uh, I feel so bad. Do you know the see, Do you know the story about that guy? No. So, I mean, he's just like a run of the mill nice guy. Yeah. You know, just a bespeckled uh, right. gentleman. That's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like a nice guy, but like he's not good enough. Right. So he got the treatment. Like he got the treatment of like, what did I do wrong? Like I'm good, and like you're good, but you're just not good enough. Right. And and so you know, got Larry in, and um, he didn't take it well. Oh. Now nah, he uh, there was some he made some public comments that uh, yeah poor guy he struggled to cope. Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, we are in the shadow of Rockford Tower in the bunker studio. Um, Carl is behind the board as always. And uh, I'm glad to introduce, uh, new to the area, as you might have heard, whether that goes in before or after, I don't know, <laughs> um, and the um, the community editor for the Delaware Call, a local advocate and activist, Ray Krantz. Hi. Hello. Good to be here. So, we might as well, you, you sort of mentioned it, and I don't know how that'll go, but like, yeah, you did just move to the area. Mm-hmm. Um from Ohio. I want to yeah. talk about that a little bit. But like, when did you move? It was like at the beginning of COVID? Just near June 2020, yeah. And at the time, at the time I was nervous because Ohio actually like led in terms of responding early on. I was like, ah, we're leaving this state that's got its shit together and then we're going to like Delaware and they're, num- you know, because we're, Delaware's close to New York City and they yeah. were feeling that downstream effect or whatever. Yeah. And I was nervous. And within a couple months it kind of flipped and, you know, the story. Yeah, yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, for people who might not know, let me clue you in on some Ohio politics because it is a mess. So Amy Acton was like the early on hero um, in Cleveland or in 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 Ohio. She was the what whatever the title is, the health person of the state. I don't know. Oh, so like the health secretary. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so people like made she became a meme. Like people made YouTube videos about her with like a superhero cape. Like everyone loved her because she was like, look, we got to flatten the curve. And she would come out with charts and like in the you know in the in the broadcast and like everyone loved her. Um, she I think is on the liberal side of things. I'm actually not quite sure what her party affiliation is. Um, but she's a woman, and she cares about public health, and so she got protesters, armed protesters, on her street, around her house, um, and so, of course, she ended up resigning around the time when also Mike DeWine, who, he is a Republican governor, but like I mentioned, he very early on was like, yes, this is a public health crisis, let's attack this, and then, of course, um, he got pushed the the other way over time, so it's... Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a mess. I still keep up with a, a lot of people um, in Ohio, and now they're struggling with the back-to-school stuff, and it's it's sad to see, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they did the same thing to an even greater extent in the South. I mean, in Florida, um, one of the, one of the uh, <clears throat> like, health and human services workers, like, data managers was trying to be like the yeah. data's really bad and they're like oh you're fired yeah she's and then they kinda... came and like they came and like did a raid on her house and yeah stuff. yeah she's kind of like a hero like in the larger tech community because of Whistleblower. just her angle yeah yeah, yeah 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 so so i keep up with her a little bit as well yeah we have a uh i mean it's it's a it's a long tradition in delaware of like the mike dewine types there's not many of them left but it's yeah. like um Guy lives in the Highlands, actually. Mike Castle, old yeah. guy. He, he was sort of like that. And uh, the governor of Maryland is like Larry Hogan. Yeah, He's that like guy. It. But there's not many of those left. Yeah. I mean, not that they're any good either. Right. I mean, they all <laughs> fucking suck. But yeah. but there is a different brand. He is definitely, yeah. He's definitely a different brand. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Trying to find the... Yeah, well, the I guess nationally, yes, some... Some of the some of that brand of like house reps, you know, have started resigning because it is what it is. But yeah, the Larry Hogan, I don't know much about him, but I do remember seeing. Well, he, what was he trying to tweet? I don't know. He was trying to tweet in favor of some, you know, um, I think the can. Oh, it was when uh, George the George Floyd's murder got convicted. Um, and so he was trying to tweet like, yes, you know, justice, yay, whatever. And people called him out. They were like, you just voted against like an acting, you know, transparency in your policing that your entire like state con- Congress like was trying to push forward and get on your desk. So like, go away. You're not in this. Conversation. Yeah. Well, I try to have that conversation with a bunch of people and, and I even talk about the, the conservative reactionary Democrats in Delaware, like, Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. somebody can send out a tweet and say, oh, I'm glad justice was served. Or, you know, mm, the yeah. governor will officiate a, a, a same-sex wedding. Right. But, I mean, if you're poor, fuck you. Right. You know, they're not yeah. going to, they're not going to, police reform, not interested. Yeah. Um, higher taxes, not interested. Yep. Um, real estate development, highly interested. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. So, like, yeah. yeah, like, I don't really, I mean, you are a different brand of something, and it's not my brand. It's like, goes back to the Ray Siegfried thing. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't. You're just, you're not, yeah. you're not, on, you're not on the team. So, yeah. Well, it's funny. So I've been thinking about this over the last week. It's sort of a tangent, but it's kind of related. So I was talking to some people and they were like, oh, well, you know, what high school did you go to? Because that's how we typecast everyone in Delaware. We talk about that quite a bit. So, <laughs> right. and well, I don't, I didn't go to my, my spouse went to Newark, Newark high school. And that's why go, go, ended, go yellow jackets. ended back here. Yeah. But then I was thinking, and unfortunately people do know the high school that I went to because I went to Charlottesville high school. And for a very long time, no one knew what Charlottesville was. I had to explain it to people like, oh, it's some town, sort of a city, mostly a town. It's in the middle of Virginia. If you follow college sports, like UVA is there, no one cares. Now, like my coworkers in like France, no. Yeah. <laughs> what my own town is. So apparently, it, if you have a huge reactionary rally with right. torches and Cornell West, yeah. you know, Dr. West almost gets murdered by a mob. Yeah, people don't tend people to remember that remember stuff. It. But it, it relates to that because Charlottesville is a very liberal town or city, whatever. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a big college But town. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very, it's, it's that very, like, nice white liberal, though, right? Like yeah. that, like, oh, you don't, you don't, you don't want to do the work. You don't want to see real change. Like, 
Let's be, there was one group early on, they were like doing this march and it was literally a group of white people and they were like, this is only for white people. <laughs> like, we don't want black people to come. And I don't know what their intentions were with that. I was like, what in the world? And I was talking with another activist who's also from there. And I was like, are they, are they serious? <laughs> She's like, yep, that's Charlottesville. Like, yeah, I mean, come. well, it's, 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 it's <laughs> the struggle. It's the, to me, oh. it's the struggle to like, organize your mind around the fact that you know you should be doing something, mm -hmm. but the thing you should be doing, you're predisposed not to do because of your class interests. Oh. And so it's, and when people talk about that sign, you know, like in this house, you know, Black Lives Matter, this, it never says like, there's nothing about like housing poor people mm. or like raising wages. Yeah. It's all like, you know, I think trans people are people well right. good for you right like, yeah of course i mean it's the, yeah it's the so least, what are you gonna do about the, the, the high suicide rates yeah it's the, like yeah. the least mm -hmm. you could do right um and and yeah, yeah so you see people doing like sort of dumb stuff um it's out of like i think the intention in their mind is is okay yeah. um you know they have no class analysis or no economic analysis at all um, but yeah, it's so clumsy and ridiculous because they don't have any class now. They have no, they don't know what they should be doing. They're not, yeah. you know, they're stumbling around yeah. and we're just pointing and laughing at them. Um, because, well, I don't know. Here's a good question. Have yeah. you ever like tried to engage somebody like this? Cause I have and try to give them like a class analysis or be like, that's not, this is probably not, isn't what we should be doing as like, I uh, mean, honestly, a like activists. that's been me. So I, I, I have been that person that has been engaged and kind of come on a journey of getting to where I am now. Believe it or not, a decade ago, I was kind of far right. Like, just just going to say. I know. How right? far right? You didn't, we I should didn't, interrogate Well, this. maybe not. Maybe far right in today's context is the wrong word. I, um, but I was, I was, I don't know. Yeah, conservative um, by all, all practical measures. Um, I mean, I was raised, so I didn't, I wasn't actually, um, I don't know. I grew up in the country <laughs> and um, was raised pretty, like, Southern conservative, so. Now, did you grow up in Virginia or Ohio? Yeah, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ohio was just a product of moving. Yeah, um, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, what was the question? I already forgot. <laughs> oh, well, we were just interrogating, oh, yeah, so like, the... is this like a, because, like, for example, I, I tell this sort of. I've told a few people, and I'm not embarrassed. I know why I did it, but I voted the first time I could vote in college. Mm -hmm. I voted for H. Ross Pro the first time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, because, like, and, and again, I think it made sense. Like, he was pointing out that, like, NAFTA was going to be bad, mm -hmm. and neither the, De and both the Democrat and the Republican, like, seemed yeah. like that was going to be good. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't mm. seem like it's going to be good. Yeah. And lo and behold, he was proven correct. Yeah. So the part about him sort of being, uh, like a libertarian bent, I didn't, didn't pick. It didn't that didn't resonate with me as mm. much as it would now with a little yeah. more of time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had, and even after that, in my young adulthood, yeah. I would say I was just like a run of the mill sort of liberal, maybe a little yeah. left of the Democratic Party, but not yeah. really. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I know that there's. That's why I said we need to interrogate this and see yeah. like <laughs> were you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I was, I was, you, were you passing out any kind of like a Bircher literature or anything? I don't know who Bircher is. Thank goodness. But I did pass out religious tracts okay. at some points in my life. Right. Um, no, but I, I, so I was, I was raised a, a certain way and also just the culture, the community, everything, right? It was all, you know, self-reinforcing. Yeah. Um, and 
I, but there, there would be things like people would say like very specifically racist things. And even though I was, you know, very much taught certain things, there was still kind of this, like, just this thought. I was like, you know, when you feel uncomfortable, someone says something, you're like, that doesn't seem right. Like even my 10 year old self, like I remember some of these moments where someone would say something and be like, that doesn't seem right. Um, anyway, so you know, I've moved, moved, moved uh, away for college and kind of never really went back, so to speak. So I've been just sort of learning along. And I think when the learning really started in earnest was um, with Mike Brown, actually. And I had a friend who um, is in that area and so was very involved in um, the protests on the ground. And um, and I was I was I was supportive of Black Lives Matter kind of from the get go. But I had a lot to learn still just in terms of like what my responsibilities were and like how to navigate conversations. And I remember asking this friend, I was like, what do you do if you say something wrong or you like do the wrong thing? Because I've always been like terrified of like messing up in that sense, right? Like, you know, saying something that's racist or doing something that hurts someone or whatever. And it's not because of the fear that people will get mad at me and then not want to talk to me anymore, right? I know there's the whole cancel culture, which You're I will. Oh, I've been canceled right. many times. Yeah, I don't care. But that's not why I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of it because I genuinely, like, don't want to cause harm, right? Like, I genuinely don't want to, like, hurt someone or cause or, like, impede something. Um, and so I, I asked her about that, and she was like, you know, like, you're going to make mistakes. And that's the first thing you have to accept. And, like... You just just like always be willing to receive that feedback and hopefully it's given lovingly, you know, but sometimes it may not be because if you hurt someone, guess what? They might get mad. So um, anyway, that was kind of the start, I would say, of me um, becoming less of a nice white person and more of a like yeah. activist. So how um, does that how does that uh, sort of influence the way that you might approach a, a conservative person now i guess that's what we we're kind of talking about like a reaction oh. like people with reactionary ideas yeah oh, that you know. is because <laughs> yeah, because is, I, that is a or even or in, even de or even democrats with reactionary ideas yeah. i mean the way we started it was sort of like trying to get the the liberal sort of wine mom kind of like mm. perhaps good Ooh. faith that don't have a that don't have a class analysis you know how do, how do you and and you might have more insight because you know you have more time, more of it maybe in a conservative environment. Like, how yeah. do you talk to those people? Well, can I rant about wine moms for a second? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yes. the wine mom, the wine mom, as most things in our world are, is it's a product of marketing. Like alcohol companies were like, how do we get how do we get moms to spend more money on alcohol because they're not going out to bars and drinking beer because they have to stay home and take care of the kids because you know patriarchy and shit. How do we get money from them? Let's market wine to them. Let's make it so that moms deserve a glass of wine to unwind from the hectic chick child care. And now we have wine moms. That's See, <laughs> I like that analysis, so but my thing is the wine mom, the way it's used, in our, the, the way it's used in our, our uh, you know, small sequestered uh, bubbles yeah. is like a pejorative. You oh, know, yeah. It's like it the has mom. become. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I suppose you're right. Like that idea of the mom at the kitchen counter at the end of the day once the kids are put to bed is, yeah. is definitely like, you know, it's the way they used to market to Chesterfields. You know, you yeah. just had a hard day work. You know, to hit. You know, mm -hmm. same. It's the same. You know, same, same thing, idea. Same gambit. Yeah. And 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 yeah, like uh, it's funny. It didn't. It didn't occur to me. 
I knew you would. I didn't occur to me you'd have such a strong feeling about wine, mom. I have but, a lot of strong feelings about a lot of it, things. Actually, I understand why you do. But but I guess however you want to, whatever. Uh, maybe we, maybe I should be a little nicer since we're trying to make uh, inroads here and entreaties. Um, uh, yeah, like I I. Yeah, we can go back to the original. Yeah, how question. do we? How do how do. Uh, how do we talk to the 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 liberal sort of middle class professional person, which this yeah. neighborhood in this state is just teeming with? We're ODing on boring professional yeah. people um, that think that they're good in their mind. I'm good because I'm just like a Democrat, but like we're not like giving people services. Not really interested in that. You know, that giving people really housing or whatever, not interested in that. Yeah. Those are the people that I'm most interested in trying to right. talk to. And I, I am, my record's not that great. <laughs> and just for everybody's edification, I don't talk like the podcast, Rob, when I'm talking to those people. <laughs> that's two different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's a really good question. I would say, ironically enough, I think I spend most of my time either being on sort of the learning end or trying to talk to more conservative people who are kind of stuck in these loops. Um, so yeah, that's something I will also need to practice. I just moved. I bought a house. I live in the suburbs of Wilmington now. Woo. Suburban yay. mom. Yay. Suburb. Yeah. Wines, right? stock. Got my CRV. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, I've been I've been wondering that because I honestly I honestly don't know. I'm like actually a really awkward person. And when I moved to Delaware, I got on Bumble to try to make friends because they have like the dating or it's a dating app, but they have the like the BFF. You can try to like make I'm friends on it. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Bumble is an app that was started by one of the co-founders of Tinder, who the one co-founder of Tinder who was a woman and got pushed out because she was being like abused by the other another co-founder of Tinder. So she started Bumble to make it like a female centric dating experience. Anyway, so they have like this BFF one. So you can like swipe right and left on people you want to be friends with. Anyway, I've tried. I have not had any success. There was one person I was talking to a little bit and we were like chatting and it seemed to be going well. And then I happened to be on some call for some action and they were like oh send this like you know this this petition or whatever to your friends i'm like i have no friends but i'm chatting with this person on bumble so i sent it to them and of course that ended <laughs> like then they very very quickly ghosted me we're like all right bye um so yeah i guess i'm not i'm not very good at that i think though i think the concepts are similar like in trying to talk with like more conservative leaning people i mean it's just people right people yeah. are people and i think it it requires like asking questions and genuinely wanting to understand because that's where we all mess up, right? We're like, okay, I'm going to ask and then you're going to tell me and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> and like, yeah. well, that doesn't get us anywhere. So. Yeah, I tried it. I just, uh, the only thing, my only plan, if there is a plan, my rough outline yeah. is to just interrogate people like, you know, some people are going to have what I call sort of like reactionary economic views and just mm -hmm. think that like, if my rights as an individual to do anything are impinged by anything, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. And I just have to say, in that case, you're wrong. Like, mm -hmm. you're just, you're not a good person. Uh, <laughs> and then that, that goes right down the tubes. But, I mean, if people are really, like, I'm mad about, because you come in, it's like the, the, either the social issues, and, and my, my, my thing to that is, like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Like, you're, you're being a jerk. I mean, oh. you shouldn't be an asshole to people and just let them live their lives. Yeah. But if that's what you think, then you know, whatever. Yeah. But if it's the economic stuff, I'm like, most of the people you talk to aren't, you know, 
independently wealthy. They work right. in some fashion. Now, yeah. they may be very affluent, make $150,000 a year, $200,000 a year, whatever, yeah. and have a nice home. But, but they're not, the people that are really raking us over are not those people. Right. And so you somehow have to like readjust the class analysis and economic analysis a little bit. Um, but that's, I mean, that's like generations of ingrained you know, privilege bullshit. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's, you know, it's and impossible. it's also, it's also like, you know, if you're, if you're comfortable, right. And then there's no impetus for you to pursue change for someone else. And like the, you know, you, again, everyone's busy, right. You work your, your, your seven to seven because you got to drop the kids off at school first and then commute and then do your work and then come home and then it's dinner. And then, and then when do you have time to care about other people's issues? You got your own issues. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think the best way to go about it is like to try to bring back more of that like sense of community. I don't know, like in the neighborhood I just moved into, like, you know, some of the neighbors are friends, but definitely not all of them, you know, maybe every house in the neighborhood is friends with like two other houses, right? It's still like pretty closed off, even though we have this nice set, like we could all be in community with each other, Yeah. but no one like knows how to do that. Like we need more block parties <laughs> we were just talking about that here because we're we're very lucky um uh, uh another couple moved into the house two houses down from annapolis we were talking with them and and you know kind of struck up a nice conversation with them They're, they've only been here a week we're like yeah we know almost everybody on the street you know so it, but it, it's helpful in this situation because you know, in the city, you're walking everywhere. So you see people, hey, yeah, what, what are you doing when you see them outside? You're, like, walking. If you get, I feel like if you get in a car at your house to go everywhere, like there's really no trip. Mm. There's no trip you can take or thing you can do without, like, doing You're not that. connecting as you're You're not going traveling. past everybody. Yeah. You're only, yeah, you're only, you're only actually, yeah. you know, you might talk to your neighbor when you're mowing the lawn. Right. You might invite them over for the cookout because they're yep. standing there. Yeah. Or whatever, or, like, when you're doing housework or working outside, washing your car, you see the person directly adjacent to you. But unless there's maybe a park in your neighborhood where people go, or because right. we, I had that because I lived in the suburbs a long time. Yeah. Uh, but we had like a park in the neighborhood. I tried to ride my bike outside the neighborhood to stuff so you'd see people. But yeah, I just find it more difficult. It doesn't just happen on its own, like you said. Right. It's um, you need community somewhere. Yeah. This is what I would I oh and okay. So I guess I have a question and then also like a vision or whatever. Um, Wilmington. My perception of Wilmington is that it's a bit of a commuter town, right? Like people kind of live here, but they, they work in Philly or maybe they even commute to DC or whatever on, you know, Amtrak, yada, yada. Like in terms of the city as a whole, like what is kind of the general vibe? Is there a vibe? No, I would okay. say the one thing about if, if Wilmington has a vibe, it's a bad vibe. It's like a, it's like sort of a corporate, like uh gentrification, like, like low key, I would say low key sort of mid budget gentrification vibe. So it's not gentrified like like Brooklyn's gentrified when you really get the good stuff. And it's not really – there's stuff there, but it's sort of like half-ass, like BPG, like yeah. uh, the stuff they do. It's, it's all half-ass. Yeah. You know, Bardet is going to open up a new steakhouse, whatever. Right. So that's really the only vibe, mm. which is not a vibe. Yeah. I think the, the, the people in the communities are still just sort of like segregated. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't yeah. even think, and, and, you know, Carl also lives in Wilmington, too. I, I, I don't even think there's a a feeling of being a commuter. Like, people are going other places. Like, I, a lot of people do work in Philly. Um, but a lot of people work um, in the corporate and corporate sphere here, whether it's banking, whether it's LLC law, whether it's real estate law, whatever. I think most. I think it's. I think it's still pretty uh, insular. I, I don't okay. think. I don't. I mean, I definitely think they're trying to sell that, like Capano's doing in Claymont. They're trying to sell this, you know, bedroom community type of situation. Okay. And I and I do think that there is some of that. Uh, but I, I still don't think it's 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 that much. I mean, Carl, Carl, you, what's your sense? I mean, you're a you're a Wilmingtonian. I mean, it's a little bit of both because also you have a lot of people who don't live here but work here. In terms of the people who come in, that's the the people they're also trying to sell to. Right, like the, um, the like the, the people who live in Philly but work at the banks, basically. Yes. Um. I mean, there's parts of the, I mean, usually it's, and that I think just consequentially, most of the parts of the city that actually do have the strongest communities are those that, you know, they probably work mostly service jobs or blue collar jobs. And so like the lower income parts of the city have pretty strong, like Mm -hmm. local cultures, but it's because Wilmington, so because Delaware's so small and because Wilmington's so small, it's like literally on a block by block level. Like some blocks Mm -hmm. will be super engaged because they'll have block parties every yeah. Uh, every month and like mm-hmm. you know you'll drive by and you'll see everybody having fun they all know each other and maybe they're connected with like the local church or the local school or something yeah. but then there's other parts that are just completely devoid of anything so it's a very weird like mm-hmm. it definitely depends where you are yeah we're lucky here on this street because it's so close to uh two schools yeah. and so that also and you you might notice it when you leave today with the kids running around like mm-hmm. That helps because in the afternoon there's always a big crowd, yeah. you know, if kids walking home, getting picked up, whatever, um, that kind of stuff. So a little bit of action, yeah. you know, helps because you're just running into people. Yeah. Um, I think it, it also goes a long way with like having that conversation we were talking about before, because, you know, Nurse Susan and I, you know, we're I feel like we're trying to, with everybody else, build a nice neighborhood, build you know, nice rapport with our neighbors and people look at what look at look for your packages and have keys to your home and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and so after years and years of that, when I put out, you know, a Bernie sign or a Jess Grain sign, I hope and I have conversations with neighbors who I know are just basically straight down the middle, Democrat, liberal, you know, people for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, the, maybe they'll maybe they'll be like, well, this guy's this guy's all right. You know, he helps us out, you know, throws our paper on the porch or whatever, yeah. you know, maybe maybe we should you know, listen to what he has to say. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, it's, it's not like I think I have an answer or I think mm-hmm. I'm doing it right. I have no, no idea. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's going to be, that's, that's the big part of the work as, as for, for, for me anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think I don't have many, I, I guess I just don't have very many friends. <laughs> you keep <laughs> but, saying that, but I don't like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm genuinely trying to think of like, quote unquote, like middle and like my neighbors would maybe, and I'm sorry, I doubt any of them listen to this, but if you do, I'm sorry, I don't think anything badly of you, but I just, my perception right. is that everyone is like, you know, some, one of them had like, you know, a Biden sticker on their minivan. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a vibe. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but my first sort of winding it back just half a notch or whatever, my first impression of Wilmington. So we moved, well, we moved to Claymont initially we were renting, um, but I was buying a stroller, as you do, off of Craigslist. 
And so I'm driving into Wilmington and it's my first time really in the city. And I drive in, you know, I get off 95 and it's not great, right? Like the the apartment buildings there are like run down and sidewalks so you got are going to 95 gonna, like uh, in like like by the gas Avenue. station and Yeah, by and, like Martin yeah. Luther King Boulevard mm-hmm. by the Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then I take a turn and I start driving up a hill and I think, well, if I know anything about how cities usually go, as I get up the hill, the houses will get nicer and the people will get whiter. And sure enough, I crested the hill, and here's all the nice houses across from, I think, a high school. And I buy my stroller from a guy who probably has three cars. I don't know, you know? Yeah. And it's like, um, cool, yep, this is a city. It, it's a city like every other. And, 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 and that's, 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 that's where the, the national conversation gets right. People would be like, oh, well, cities are liberal, and they have all these problems, and so liberals suck too. I'm like, yep. We do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that. That's another that's another thing I sometimes do is a lot of people will will uh will give you like they don't they're reactionary because they don't like that uh, a liberal did this or that or like the Clintons or Obama did this or that. And I'm like, "Yeah, we don't like those people either." <laughs> like luckily you're you're in luck here. We have something we have something uh, that we agree on. They Honestly, are also bad. The horseshoe theory, like I know someone was trying to tell me like, "Oh, it's not real." But I'm like, "But there is so much now that is just like full Maybe for the sake of listeners who maybe are not familiar with the horseshoe theory, the horseshoe theory is that there are the people in the middle, and then as you go out towards either the left or the right, you get far away, and then the further you go towards the left or the right, you start to curve back in towards each other to where you actually might be closer in some ideas to someone on the far right than you are to someone in, in like, the middle. And, like, one, I have a friend who's, like, actually a communist and he was like yeah the further left you go if you go left far enough you get your guns back like that's his joke that he always tells and it's like uh yeah i'm starting to see that and then tucker carlson talking about socialist values on his show i'm like i don't know what's happening everything's going yeah i mean here's the thing here's my theory on the 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 horseshoe theory there's been Mm -hmm. this big uh there's there's always a discussion about um two Two topics: deradicalization, mm. yeah, and I guess I, I guess this would you, would you call red brown alliance, right? Where I'm not familiar with that. It, it's like uh, reds being communists and browns being fascists. That uh, they come around to the thing. Uh, right? That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that there is a the lot. There's a lot of truth in the fact that number one, when you tell reactionary, usually the thing reactionaries are mad about, we can explain why that's mm. nonsense. You're like, oh, I'm, uh, they're telling me I'm going to get canceled if I don't say the right trans word or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Like, they're telling me I'm going to pay more taxes for welfare stuff. Yeah. No, you make you just you make seventy or eighty thousand dollars a year. You're fine. You have kids. You're going to get money back. It's fine. Um, but there's other stuff and guns. As, actually, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, guns is another one that you know people of my left stripe and to the left of me mm-hmm. just like we don't care about that. Like, yeah. nobody's coming for your guns. Who gives you shit? We all have guns too. Um, but there's important uh, economic and class yes. um, aspects to it that make that uh, that make it obviously not true. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's people trying to. Dr- it's uh, it's actually undermining. I think it undermines the, the the movement because it 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 sort of tells people that you know there are people that actually are not your allies that could be your allies. You have to be very careful about that. Like I'm all for including everyone until such time as you're like, we can't deal with you. You got to, you got to, like there's no litmus test 
to be in the mass movement. Like yeah. I used to say that about the Bernie movement. Yeah. Like there's no thing you have to check these boxes. But once we start doing the stuff we're supposed to be doing, you got to do it or, or you're out. It's like a labor union thing. Like you can, you know, that's my take on it. And I think this kind of stuff is, is really dangerous. It also, mm. um, the de-radicalization thing, it also puts a lot of um, responsibility on the individual to like engage with some dangerous people, violent yes. people. And that I don't think that's true. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely parallels. There, there are issues where you can definitely uh, open somebody up to, to the ideas that you have. But the, the ultimate goal of that is them to join you in your movement, not yeah. for you guys to join together and take right. some kind of some kind of authoritarian. Yeah. Like heaven forbid both sides. Yeah. 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 Some kind of authoritarian thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up because yeah. that was a, uh, there was a big controversy about that a couple of weeks ago because oh, okay. Bernie's ex, um, uh, communications director, uh, Brianna Joy Gray had a, an activist on and who wrote a book about like infiltrating some, uh, proud boys or some neo-fascist, um, groups. And they had a sort of an argument about, you know, whether it's someone's responsibility to, like, de-radicalize or, or approach a situation, approach a situation in, in, you know, in good faith and assume good faith on the other side if right. somebody's, you know, whatever. So it's a, it's a, uh, it's tricky. It is. It is. I think I have, I have two thoughts out of that. Hopefully I remember both of them. Um, but yeah, I think the de-radicalization, well... I took a different understanding or that made me think of something else, which is like just how people like to get mad about stuff. Right. And I think one thing that actually prohibits, you know, the 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 typical comfortable white liberal or whatever um, from maybe moving more to a like activist role is because there is so much that they can stay mad about about and feel feel righteous about being mad about it. But, like, stay disconnected, right? And that's what all of our news headlines give us. And that's what – and I <laughs> – someone um, at my company once made a comment that was like, oh, you know, everyone wants to be a, an armchair activist. And I'm like, nah, like, I'm at protest, man. What are you talking about? But probably most people are, especially in times of COVID when less people are going out. Like, you just want to, like, get mad, get mad online. And so I think actually one way to reach people is to – get them to stop being mad do you know what i mean or like stop being self-righteously angry and instead just be like all right but let's talk about problem solving <laughs> yeah. right you can yell all you want and that is true but where let's route that anger somewhere else because i think being angry is actually wonderful but the problem is and this has been a self-learning thing for myself is that if you funnel it into like a facebook post i love facebook like a decade ago very happy about that because if you funnel that into facebook post where's it going to go nowhere what's it going to do nothing it's not going to change anyone's mind it's not going to do anything but if you funnel that anger into canvassing into making phone calls into like writing up a bill proposal to hand to your you know representative that might do something so i think yeah we gotta like teach people or yeah get people to like route their anger to like more constructive pathways i feel like i feel like 
Carl has planted the script or something. I feel like Carl's preaching through you to uh, me. That's what he's talking about all the time. Of course, yeah. of course. Well, that's what when I first so when I first moved here um, to Delaware, one thing I was like, okay, I, yeah, I don't know anybody. How do I get to know people? I'm like, what do I care about? I was like, I want to get involved in whatever's going on here, right? I want to meet the people. I want to know the organizations. Um, I want to know where to put my energy, right? And so I sort of came up with this idea, and it's pinned on my Twitter (laughs) or whatever. It's like the 40 days of activism. And it was just a way, because I feel like the other thing that keeps, you know, nice people or whatever from getting involved is it's very overwhelming. Like, even for me, who, like, knows a little bit about how stuff works and kind of has a general sense, I'm like, I don't know where to start. And you feel like, like, you see the big stuff like, oh, our world's going to end in 10 years from climate change. Oh, all your rights are being taken away. And it's like, I'm helpless, right? That doesn't give you an actionable step. And so my intent was, and I was trying to get some people to do it with me. I don't know if I was successful or not. But with the 40 days of activism, it's like every day, five minutes, right? Day one, Look up who your state senator and rep is. Day two, send them an email and introduce yourself. Day three, schedule a coffee with them. Day four, Google search, you know, your city and state and something you care about. Maybe it is climate justice, you know, Wilmington, Delaware. See what organizations pop up. Send one of them an email. See what that, you know what I mean? And it's like stair-stepping to get people like taking small steps. Look up an organization you can start donating to. Set up a monthly thing. And it's like... I think that those sort of making it, making it, giving a pathway to people, right? They need a path to follow. Yeah, I think, which not only is that incredibly important, there's a, there's a, from, there's a different perspective on this and it's the same issue that you're describing. Like, I'm lucky enough to have been involved with some of these groups for several years, six years going on. Um, And... I nothing makes me happier because now that I've been even more involved the last two years, starting to happen to me personally. Mm. Someone sort of out of the blue calls you and says, "Somebody was we recontacted these people because of X issue and they want to get involved, right?" And totally new, they don't really know anybody in the activist community. They just had an issue that impacted them, and they got funneled into one of our sort of organizations to see what we could, if we could give them some support, show them some solidarity, you know, whatever. And exactly what you said happens very often. Uh, It's overwhelming, and we overwhelm the people. They come in, and we're so excited that somebody wants to do activism on education, on healthcare, on whatever. We're like, Yes, fill out this form. Come to this meeting. Fill. Tell us. Can 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 we can we get your? Uh, you know. Can you make sure that you're going to endorse this political candidate or, or or canvas for this political candidate? Because we get so excited, and I think we sometimes make it overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like people feel like that. Um, you know you, what you describe. I think is real, and I think sometimes we exacerbate it with our um, excitement and. I always like to sort of let people kind of find their own way. You know, like you said, if, if this is what you want to do, these are the things, here's the person to call. You want to write something, we have a place for you to write it. You want to, you know, get involved with the team that's talking about it, talking about legislation or political end of it, we can put you in touch with these people. But, like, we should be asking you what you want to do. Yeah. You know, not putting you on some path. Yeah. And I think all, I, I think that that... that um, that impression of it being overwhelming or a bunch of meetings or w- there's, you know, 
whatever it is, whatever's doing that, we need to be on the activist side making it like purposefully, explicitly making it less overwhelming, making it not overwhelming, making it easy. Yeah. You know, not asking a lot from anybody at first, see where it goes, you know, that kind of thing. Because I think in a lot of, in a lot of cases we exacerbate that and make yeah. it like, whoa, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot a lot of people who are, and again, it's just because people are excited to do the work, which is something they weren't always. So that's well, cool. and everyone has different strengths too, which like I think not everyone is gonna canvas, right? That's really intimidating for some people, and they're just not gonna do it. But they'll text bank. I got my spouse signed up to do text banking. I'm like, that's something you can do, right? Because I'm always on him about like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? He's like, I'm just not like you. I'm like, okay, but text banking. <laughs> we can. There you go. So yeah. Everyone, everyone's got their, their skills. So yeah, I, I forgot. I said I had two thoughts from that, and I forget what the other one was. But well, if there it we comes go. To you, it yeah. comes to you. Because I do want to talk about. Um, you keep saying you're not meeting people, but we have some ideas here. Um, so, you just wrote a, a great story in the call who and and about the Lamont Moses uh, protest that was last week, um, and I think I mentioned to you uh, the day afterwards you wrote it that. Um, that Hanif Salam had been in here with uh, Marie Pinckney and Ty, and he had mentioned that it's sort of escalating. And then I had a conversation this morning with a couple of activists who mentioned to me, you know, we might, I might jump in and do some like promotion for stuff because it's sort of next steps are imminent, shoes are going to drop, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, talk about the piece you wrote, who you talked to, and like a little bit about your experience. And then I think we can talk about how we're going to make that grow in the next year. Yeah, I mean, I someone just posted a flyer that that was happening, so uh, I went kind of on a whim. I happened to have the day off work, so, um, and then yeah, I talked to um, Lakeisha. I I was un I of course knew what had happened initially, but I had not kept up with, to be honest, the how the case had um, progressed and everything. So, um, getting her side of the story was. Um, definitely informative you know they've talked to everyone <laughs> multiple times and you know what there was a common thread too like she said the same thing as when um we covered the story with the kindergartner being left on the side of the oh, road yeah. and it was the same thing right both both of these they were like we went in this office you know in in, in Lakeisha's case the um ag's office um and then with the the lose case the um superintendent's office and we went in and you know they they seemed really nice and they seemed like they really cared and we poured our hearts out to them and we told them everything we were trying to do and they responded so encouragingly and we felt so great coming out of that meeting and then we left and then crickets <laughs> and it was just like oh yeah this same experience whenever you know someone's life either someone's life is in danger with the but or someone actually loses their life you know and and people say all the right things but then it's the actions man like you gotta back it up and yeah people are very uh people are susceptible this is why politicians are politicians or people yeah. in, in in um administrative quasi-political high-ranking administrative jobs are like that is because being able to convince somebody of some bullshit for five minutes uh, is a great skill. And like you said, you know, I, I didn't, had not made that connection. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember Alondra's mom 
talking about her and her aunt going to the superintendent, or the assistant superintendent assistant, of yeah. the whole uh, you know Cape School District, and, a, and an attorney probably, and and coming out of that meeting feeling like okay, well at least they understand like where and they're like no they don't. No, I mean, they understand, they understand, but they understand on a different level. They understand yeah. that you need to walk out of there feeling okay, and then hopefully this just goes away. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's something that, at least in the case of, of uh, police reform, is not going to go away. Yeah. yeah, nobody's going away on that. No, yeah, we're, we're still here, so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, I mean, I guess... Related to this idea that politicians are going to try to make you walk out feeling good yeah. is that every time you get a comment from the AG's office uh, about one of these things, because I've got them too, you know, I've written about some other protests that have gone on and criminal justice issues. It's always like, well, we support reform to uh, cop bill of rights yeah. and cop because because that's their um, so as it sits now, that's their excuse for like, yeah. we can't do anything mm-hmm. like these three cops just freaking executed this guy in the street. Well, you know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't even know, and I talked to Sinead Darby about it, the Wilmington City Council person. We don't even know what the county cops were doing in Wilmington. Right. Like, we're just supposed to accept, like, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah what, I mean, whatever. No, they're that was doing, Lakeisha's whole they're thing. They're doing what they do. Yeah. They're like, well, they were, they were looking for stolen call. Like, just mm-hmm. they make up some, they just make no. up a story. Yeah. And we're just like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's been, you know, it's, it's been that long. Mm-hmm. We, st- we, don't, we don't even know that. Right. And again, after, after it happened, I, I, you know, I had spoken to, um, Floor McKendall at NAACP and Ty, and I wrote something in the call, and I stick by this. You know, at some point in the future, we're going to be told why what we saw in three angles of that execution in the street yeah. was just, was fine. There's like, ah, we can't do yeah. anything. Well, like, they they felt like they might be in danger yeah, because they can't there was really a car. do anything. Yeah. We can't tell you who they were, and they yeah. can't because of the because of the cop bill of rights. Mm-hmm. And then now you kind of you're not going to change the cop. Like, there, yeah. it's going to be this long convoluted way of explaining to you why we just have to be like okay well yeah. sorry like and so you know i'm trying to mm. steal myself for that time to hear that because i know yeah. it's going to be rough yeah um but yeah i mean that's the ag's go-to the ag went with that with you it's like hey well we support yeah. uh you know cop bill of rights reform but as it's basically what what that implies that's prepping you not you but all of us yeah. it's prepping us for when they tell us there's nothing you can do yeah. they're like hey we told you don't the cop bill rights i mean we right. told you there was nothing we could do so it's again it's just trying to soften that that blow when it comes i i can't like i really would like to know why if most cops are good and there's only a couple bad apples why do we need leo bor well, that that's what i want to know that's because what I, know. <laughs> I, I have actually a really good answer because, oh, no. well, there's the whole, <laughs> actually the Sinead Darby episode should, should explain it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, an individual copy and a nice guy is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Cares. Like, first of all, it's not a few bad apples. It's way too Oh, many. that was sarcasm. Yes, yeah. I was... <laughs> well, I know. Yes. I, <laughs> no, you, you and I are on the same page on this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not. The police as constructed is a, is a you know, a, a racist reactionary you know, organization that is the armed protectors of people's property. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I mean, so the fact that a couple, you know a couple of the guys and you have season tickets to the fucking yeah. Eagles or whatever, this, it's, it's irrelevant. This is, this is an, okay, here is something that I did for myself and I'm curious if other people walk through this exercise, what, what they come up with. Um, Cause I was thinking, I was like, okay, when I see a cop car, my heart rate increases. 
Like that's just, it's just an automatic reaction. Doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing. I'm like, I like take it. We're walking into the zoo and I see a cop car and I automatically feel a little bit less safe, right? That's like my, it. I. it's not intentional. That's just how my body reacts. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, why is this? And so I did, I asked myself two questions. I was like, okay, let me try to think of all of the positive interactions that I've had with a police officer where they like helped me with something, right? Where they stopped my house from being broken into or whatever, which they don't, right? They don't prevent, they don't. Anyway, but you know, some people do have some positive and so I don't want to take that away from them, but I personally cannot think of a positive helping situation interaction with me and a cop. Um, and then you come to, okay, can I think of like negative interactions of seven at least? I'm, I'm white. I'm sure if I wasn't, that would be like quintupled or whatever. Um, also I might be dead. There was one point where a cop, I didn't know I was being pulled over cause I had literally parked in front of my house after like rolling through a stop sign. Um, and so I'm getting out of my car to walk into my house and this cop comes running up behind me with his hand on his holster and like, that was fucking terrifying and um yeah yeah, if i wasn't white probably probably would have been tased or shot probably but um because it was night it was you know i was in pittsburgh at the time living in the city whatever but um anyway yeah and so i just went through that for myself i was like okay well this makes sense why i see a cop car and i feel less safe because i've only had like heart rate rising interactions where i like feel like i'm being attacked or you know put under the gun figuratively or literally yeah, even if it's even if uh, I've told this story before, you know, I, I uh, even if you are a victim of a crime, you know, Susan and I got mugged one time, and cop they didn't do anything. They right. Show up, they show up after something's happened, and maybe they try to figure out what happened, or yeah. in this case, not try to figure out. Which again, I, I, I don't, I don't think my incident rose to the. Uh, it doesn't need to be investigated. <laughs> like right. I don't care. There's like no, I'm not yeah. asking for a full investigation. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, don't pretend like. Yeah. You, know, you came to my rescue or anything. Right. You didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. And um, the line that I hate, the line that, well, there's a lot of lines I hate, but one of the worst is like, oh, well, you know, what about all the rapists on the street or whatever? I'm like, okay, let's talk about domestic violence rates in police forces compared to the average population because they are roughly four times higher. So let's talk about that. You yeah, want to? I mean, get, it's like, like, it's, like <laughs> you're not gonna like. Do you think the police are like getting? They're not getting rapists off the street. They just look up New York State and uh, rape kits. They have. They had to get some incredible amount of money to go back years and years. Yeah. Like hundred, hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah. Oh, every state has that too. Yeah. Huge every backlog. Mm-hmm. So let's not pretend that the that yeah. the criminal justice system is here to protect you from from being raped because they're not. They're not right. doing any of that. Yeah. They're protecting people's property and making and especially people, if you're not white and, and making yeah. people's property you know feel good. Oh, yeah. I mean the white thing. I don't know if I've ever told this story. This would be a good time if I haven't. With Carl, just shake his head. Years ago, this is. 12 years ago, in my interregnum between almost going off the rails and, and Nurse Susan pulling me back, my buddy and I, who will remain nameless, uh, were in Trolley Square fucking around, drinking whatever, doing a bunch of coke. Uh, we were going back to his place, which was just into North Wilmington. He's driving. Going over to Augustine Cutoff Bridge. I just, I just hit a big blunt. I just put it out so that it was blown up just to try to bring myself down because I was fucking tuned up. Cop pulls us over on Augustine Cutoff. I'm like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Pull down, I'll roll down on the windows. Let's see what the guy does. Cop comes to the door. What are you fellas doing? 
It's like, just going back to my place. I live right up here in a fancy neighborhood in North Wilmington, right? Gives him this thing. Cop looks at it, goes back to the car. I'm like, <laughs> I just remember him saying, do I sound all right? I'm like, dude, I have no fucking idea. I'm just not going to talk. <laughs> like, I don't know. I can barely hear what you're saying. And uh, he's like, I, we, we could be. He's like, do you have do you stuff coke on you? I was like, yeah. I'm like, you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, it uh, Guy walks back to the car. He was like, Look, you guys take it easy. We got to go. We got to go take some other call. You guys take it easy, all right? He gave him the card and we left. He pulled the window up. We didn't say anything. We drove a couple minutes to his house. You know, and we get there and I'm like, man, if we were black, we, we, we would be in fucking terrible shape right now. Like, how do you, how do you get away with something like that? Like, I, I'm glad that I got away with it. And again, I think everybody should get away with it. I mean, right. Just, I was going to say, and, and I, we didn't, you didn't hurt anybody. No, I mean, yeah. I, looking back on it, whether or not my man should have been behind the wheel, uh, that's, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really for me to say. It's like the old Chappelle joke. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up. What, what am I going to say to him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, in that sense, yeah. But, I mean, the whole scene must have been, like, just so weird. It's, it resonates with me still because I see stuff like, you know, I see people getting pulled out of cars, getting tased, getting shot. Um, you know, it's happened all over the country since then and before. And, um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird because it, it, it tells you – what it tells you is the cops aren't – the cops are there to do something and you're not part of it. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter that, you know, somebody else in your situation would have been assaulted, killed – at least thrown in jail, searched in some fashion, um, you know, whatever, that should tell you what the cops are there to do. It's not like, it's not what you say it is. Yeah. 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 And I mean, inside of jail is like the suicide rates for people who are just waiting for like bail or, you know, yeah, they're in on, speaking of, reform. Well, we just had when, a conversation with Marie Pinkney because of that. We can leave that. Shoot, we can yeah. leave that in the other podcast. That's but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just, it's bad all the way through. And, like, I have really been kind of intrigued or more invested in learning about the idea of just, like, restorative justice. And, like, what does that look like? Um, because... I think, I mean, that's where we need to go. Like, as a society, we probably don't have time to get into that. But if anyone's <laughs> curious, restorative justice is some good stuff. Yeah. So I want to talk about one thing before we end it. Yeah. Um, just to give everybody a little prep, because it's happening. Yeah. Um, Delaware Call stuff, number one. Mm. Uh, where We have a, uh, a fellow that was sponsored by the Metropolitan Wilmington Urban League. She's going to start publishing with, uh, with Brittany, uh, advising and editing uh, her stuff. And um, we're also going to expand into really trying to support and tell the stories specific to the Network Delaware issue campaigns and that advocacy. Uh, and as the community editor, Ray will be uh, coordinating a lot of that. She'll probably be editing some of it. Um, she'll probably be meeting people, meeting new friends because I'm trying to get it out there. <laughs> but, um, but I'm excited about that because that's like, I, I, you know, I'm – like I said, I had a call this morning with a few people who were interested in both, like, audio collaborations, but also, like, doing stuff in the call that's just community-oriented. You know, neighborhood notebook from so-and-so, you know, which is neat because, again, criminal justice stuff's going to step up with the Lamont Moses and the Cop Bill of Rights and everything else. Um, a lot of you know, campaign season's going to kick off, and, and we gotta we have to start doing 
doing everything we can to build solidarity with everybody who's kind of bubbling up so that we're ready to we're ready to to, to push forward yeah. you know we've made some gains and we can't we can't lose ground we have to go forward yeah that's exciting because that is yeah i i need i'm i miss akron a lot not gonna lie um they have a a really strong just like community events and presence and and all sorts of stuff and that's a whole nother podcast maybe but um yeah that's really exciting i'm glad we're we're putting energy in into yeah. that angle yeah it's, it should be good well folks uh you've listened to another just ripping episode of the highlands bunker podcast um you know how to uh to hit us up it's patreon.com slash the highlands bunker ten dollars a month would be uh very very much helpful to our work uh but we're also uh hitting hard on the delaware call side uh, ray has a new story out andrew galvin just did an excellent story on a biogas plant that they're putting in seaford and again you know uh do half measures that are funded by Purdue. Uh, is that going to get us out of this? Probably not. Why do we always have to put it in, uh, in neighborhoods where the people basically are have no say? It's almost like they're not even people there. But it's a very interesting story, um, and I think we're going to do more on it, actually. But it's there at uh, DelawareCall.com. Uh, Carl, thank you for your work, as always. And Ray, thank you for coming in. Yeah, it was great to be here. Left is best. Left is best.